You're listening to the Goddess Talk podcast, where we have real conversations about all things spirituality, self-development, women's empowerment, conscious entrepreneurship, and more. This podcast was designed to inspire women to reclaim their power, come into alignment with their soul's purpose, and create their best possible lives. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first official interview of the Goddess Talk podcast. I'm so happy and excited to be with you today. I have an amazing guest to kick things off. Her name is Sky Mansell, and she was such an honor to interview. She has the most magnetic energy. I loved everything that we talked about in this episode. It was so much fun to learn from her and chat with her. She has so much knowledge and wisdom and just, like I said, the best energy. I could listen to her talk and be with her for hours. And I'm really stoked that you guys get to hear this episode. So we talked about so many amazing things one of which was using your pain to find your purpose and learning to honor your darkness and appreciate what it has to teach you. We talked about embracing pleasure in your daily life, which was one of my favorite things that we talked about, really just opening yourself up to feel good and enjoy life in every moment and every day. And then we talked about awakening your authentic sexuality and tapping into your divine feminine energy. This was another really fun topic, but it was also so profoundly powerful, both for men and women, just to awaken the true expression of your sexuality and to find your power through your sexuality and to do it for yourself. You don't even need a partner to be able to awaken your sexuality and your divine feminine. And we talked about how the divine feminine can start from sexual energy, but really come into every part of your life. And then we also talked about how to find clarity when you're feeling really stuck and afraid and how to really start to work with your ego rather than to be overtaken by it or paralyzed by it. So just so much goodness in this interview and in this episode. You guys are going to love Sky so much. Let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. We're here today with Sky Mansell. Sky is an intuitive mindset and energetics coach passionate about helping people feel confident in their authenticity. Her mission is to liberate others from their own suffering by turning their pain into purpose, empowering them to be their own guru, and using shadow work as an access point to bridge their conscious and unconscious beliefs. She has studied a range of modalities and practices relating to physical, mental, and spiritual health, including neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, Chinese medicine, stretch therapy, and Reiki. I'm really excited for this interview. Welcome to the show, Sky. Thanks, girl. Thank you for that intro. So beautiful. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to say Sky and I were connected by my boyfriend, Alejandro, who 
interestingly has connected me with so many women, either that he was like friends with or that he worked with or that he did his teacher training with or whatever. He's just connected me with so many like badass, powerful women. And I never would have thought that my boyfriend would be doing that, but he has been. He's just... I don't know. I think he just has a way of, he's so tapped into his feminine that I think he attracts so many empowered women, whether it's romantically or through friends. And so he's always bringing me the most amazing women and I love it so much. (laughs) He's like a part of your team, your life team. He is 100%. Yeah, yeah, he's in alignment with what you're in alignment with. He is very, and I can say so myself, he is very divine masculine because he is able to embody his feminine. So he's so easy to be with. It's easy to be an empowered woman, an empowered woman around him. Yeah, which is amazing for me. I love it so much and makes me just be like, how are you even a re- how are you even real? Although it shouldn't be like that. I feel every man should be that way, but I'm just like so grateful that I have him. It's amazing. Good. You just yeah. are sad. Yeah. And um, we haven't met yet, but I know I've been following along with you on Instagram and I love your content. And one of these times that I'm in California, hopefully we'll meet. Yeah, absolutely. Girl, Mikasa, Sukasa, come on over. <laughs> Good. Okay. So before we dive into everything, I have some warm up questions. Are you ready? Oh, girl. I was born ready. Born ready. Okay. I love it. So I want to know what is your daily practice? And if you don't have one, I just want to know what are some of your favorite spiritual or self-development rituals? Yeah, absolutely. So one big daily practice is getting enough damn sleep. Yes. Amen. Amen. Like I, I know deep in my heart and soul, like how much I request of myself every single day and so one I always make sure to get enough sleep always so when I wake up I am an early riser so I wake up like six maybe seven sometimes maybe earlier a little later but around there I actually don't set an alarm for myself because over many many years I've kind of trained myself internally just to wake up at that time and I love to rise with the sun I think it's so natural I am like an earth being so the more I can be like connected to the earth and its uh, cycle the more the better I feel and easier it is for me to like drop into a flow so I wake up when I wake up it's like between six and seven and when I wake up I first assess where I am mentally and emotionally so because physically I usually feel pretty good so mentally and emotionally what do I have to do today And how am I feeling emotionally about going about those things? So if I take like five to 10 minutes to just think, okay, what do I have to do through the day? Is, are my emotions for it? Are they, this is kind of going to be a stressful day. This feels like a lot. And do they feel more dense or does it feel, I'm super excited to do the things. It just depends on whatever my day looks like, right? So however I'm feeling emotionally, I either go into a practice that's meditative. So like meditation or something that's a little more chill, like I'll just close my eyes and maybe I'll just stay laying down and I'll turn on some like binaural beats or like really calm, chill music and just tap in. Or if I'm feeling a little bit ignited for my day, whatever that means, if that means excited, awesome. Or if that means a little stressed out, either way, I do like an emotional release practice. So these range quite a bit for me because I'm very intuitive with them. So 
my go-tos are either dancing or singing. Like I love to dance and I love to sing. And I just label it dancing, but it's just like intuitive movement. I'm like half the time just kind of throwing myself around in my room. I'm getting my stretch on. I'm getting my shake on. You know, I'm twerking in the corner and then I'm like crawling on the floor. Sometimes I'm like hitting on stuff. Sometimes I'm just relaxing on the floor. Whatever it is, I get into my body because as soon as I get into my body, it's like divine feminine flow. I am operating out of heart space. So that or... Um, relating to like the chakra system, if I know I actually have to communicate very, very effectively throughout the day, like on coaching calls or just knowing I'm going to be with people one-on-one a little bit more, I do more throat practices. So I'll do singing and I'll just tap into it. I kind of lose myself when I start singing and I'm not like a professional singer. It's just something that feels good. Sometimes I'm not even singing. I'm just kind of making this noises, but I totally, I just go with it. I just let what needs to come through, come through. And I usually do that for maybe like 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. I am very intuitive with it. So it just rages depending on like how much I'm moving through or setting into. So yeah, dancing or singing. And then sometimes I will like take a cold shower to reactivate and almost like focus in the the cold showers give me more of like a they kind of ignite my divine masculine almost Mm -hmm. they like give me the sharpness um or I every almost every single day I journal too that's a very 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 huge important practice for me because I I am someone who actually taps into the overthinking energy because I love analyzing. I love diving into data and I love looking at every little detail of things that are going on around me. And then I also love to rebalance it with just getting it out of my head and putting it onto paper. It doesn't matter if I like free flow and just write whatever comes out or I write something that's super intentional where I'm like setting goals or I'm writing what I'm like going, letting go of, or I'm writing what I want to bring in more. Uh, so yeah, really just writing and some type of emotional release practice, or I do like a breath work, either something more intense, like a holotropic where it's like a whole body experience or just something really relaxed, um, some type of pranayama that's like chill and maybe for five or 10 minutes. And then after all of that, I really feel centered. I feel in my body and I'm, I'm usually pretty ready to go at that point, whatever I got to take on for the day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I've been trying to get into the cold shower thing and I just can't. I don't know what it is. I feel like I feel like my body just resists it so much that I'm like, I literally I, I go into it, I'm like, yes, it's gonna be amazing. I'm so excited for this. And then when the water comes on, I'm just I can't even do a few seconds. I'm like that reactive to it. But I really want to because I know that people who do it have incredible results and one thing I've learned I've heard is that you should do some kind of a breath work before so you kind of get amped up and you have energy running and you're more connected to your body so I don't know if you have like tips or something that you do that helps you be able to even just start and then something that helps you be able to stay and sustain for however many minutes you do yeah so I there's some points where I do some type of breath work before to like calm myself down. But to be honest, breath work, I'm not super into this like cold world. (laughs) I don't like love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just do it because I love the feeling of being in my body and the cold just brings me deeper into my body. So my beliefs behind it 
are the cold is intimidating because it's uncomfortable and the the thoughts they trail from there but before i actually have very similar to you i have so much resistance to it because i don't feel comfortable in it right and so you're like it's cold it doesn't feel good blah 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 so instead if i get in the shower and i don't do cold showers too often i would say like once a week mm-hmm. or maybe twice kind of depends on what I, <laughs> depends on what i got to get moving through me but sure. i reassess why i'm actually doing it i reassess Am I doing this because I feel like I should to get into some other state because I think that it would help? Or am I doing this because I feel like I really want to shift something right now? It's not, that was like a huge thing for me is feeling like there was this aspect of myself that I felt like I had to force into it. Mm -hmm. And with the person that I am, I'm, I'm already good at forcing myself to do things. Mm. So that's not something that I actually want to ignite. I don't really need to force myself to do that. I want to then shift it into do things that I actually desire to do for the benefit of like my health or my mental health or my life, my relationships, my career. So if you're standing there, I ask myself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because it's like a cool fad right now to like do things that are cold? Am I doing this because I think I should because it, it, will be optimal for my health. Am I doing this? Just ask yourself questions on where your focus is in that moment. Like, why are you actually doing it? Because if you're doing it for anything outside of yourself, it's not actually going to benefit you. That's my thoughts behind it. Aside from, I would say, physically, I've also heard the benefits. Like, I do cryotherapy. And when I go in, and sometimes I find myself, like, feels like my lungs are shaking, and I'm tapping into this, like, hypothermic kind of, like, um hyperventilate. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, that breath that feels kind of scary and dangerous. I'm like, well, I've been in here for too long. Then I tap back in, I retry to calm myself, but there's also, I don't know, there's a very beautiful feminine energy that can go into these practices that feel a little more intense. And to me, it's just re-asking yourself, like, why you're actually doing those things? Like, don't just force yourself to do something because you think it is going to you know, you want to, I love that so much. I think that's so true with anything. Like it's so easy to get wrapped up in a fad or a trend because we've heard other people have good experiences with it. Or it's like almost like our spiritual credibility, like, Oh, have you tried this? Or have you tried that? It's like, fuck that. Let's do it because we want to nourish ourselves because it feels good because we're actually called to it. And I think having that desire or the pull to do it is going to outweigh any discomfort or resistance to it. It's like, okay, this is, I'm being deeply called to this versus like, I'm trying to push over this mm-hmm. yeah. and overcharge my masculinity to get me through this. Cause that's <laughs> the opposite of what we're trying to do here anyway. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. Moving right along. What is the best place that you've traveled to? Oh, wow. Last year I, spent a month in Europe and fell in love and reactivated the part of me that loves luxury and that loves aesthetics. I love beauty. And so being back in Europe, I would say I went to like Dusseldorf, Germany and uh, Amsterdam and somewhere in the UK, like South of London. But my favorite place was definitely Amsterdam because of the because of the aesthetics. I loved the streets and I loved the buildings. It made me feel so luxurious. It gave this underlying like 
frequency of romance everywhere mm. I went. So I just felt like I was like a princess in a wonderland over there. I was just, I felt like I was twirling down the streets. I loved Europe and I will be back. I would love to even live there for a bit too. God, yeah, that's how I felt in London too. I was just enamored with the architecture with the layout and the organization of the whole city the food was incredible like you're right it just activates kind of the the pleasure of luxury that we so often deny ourselves of and it's like wait no this feels good this can be nurturing to me to enjoy things that make me feel abundant and wealthy and luxurious that's okay and it was yeah I I so resonate with that I loved it so much good Good. (laughs) as we should Um, okay. I have two more warm-up questions for you. What are three things that you love about yourself? Oh, you are such a divine princess in that. Uh, I, I love my passion for life. It keeps me going every single day, day in and day out. I don't care if I've been through the worst of the worst or going through my highest highs. I am incredibly passionate about life. Mm -hmm. I love my unconditional love for people and things. I love my unconditional love for things like plants and like little uh, crystals or any little beautiful thing that I own. I have deep unconditional love for so much in my life and it is unshakable. Like my, if you're a person that I love and I hold you close to my heart, you are a rider for life and I will love you forever. Mm-hmm. And I love that about myself because that is not always the easiest thing to do if you let yourself get in the way of your own love, which is what I feel like we do quite often. Mm-hmm. And I, I consider that one of my superpowers is how much I unconditionally love people, even if they're at their darkest times and they're super reactive to me, even if someone's like yelling at me or something, if I love them, I see right through it and I just see their soul. I feel them and they are they are next to me on my team for life. Mm-hmm. I love that about myself. And did you say three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And three. I, I feel like I write down like a hundred things. I'm just trying to think of the, the next best. Good, I love it. Too many to, to name. Yeah. Uh, I love my courage. I love my courage for life. Mm-hmm. I am not scared of too much. If I want something, whether it's a, to feel a certain emotion or to have a specific meal or to be around certain people, like I usually don't allow many things to get in my way of where I'm going because I have a lot of courage to follow my path and believe in myself. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, I want to talk to you about a little bit. I know you talk a lot about authenticity and courage, so we're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, Okay, last thing is, what is the biggest thing that you've manifested and what from your vision are you most excited about? What do you mean what from my vision? Like thinking about your vision for some point in the future, whether it's like this month or this year or this decade or just life in general, 
what that you intend to create are you most excited about? Mm. I am most excited about the workshops that I'm going to be hosting Mm. for sure. I love, love, love in-person gatherings. And I find that when you can energetically be involved with people in the same room and really feel the energy shifts and things transmuting and transcending and letting go and letting in, that is seriously a power that can never, ever, ever be replaced on the planet Earth, no matter how advanced we ever get with technology, no matter how smart the world can ever become. It's, it's that connection and that feeling of being a part of something bigger than yourself, that is just, oh, it's irreplaceable. It is like the juiciest juice that I carry within me. I love it. It's like my kryptonite in life. So I'm really excited for that whole field of my vision to unfold. Of course, starting wherever it starts and letting it just unfold naturally, I think it's going to be the most beautiful, amazing journey to just flow with every single step of the way. So yeah, yeah, that that is going to be really, really good. And it starts now. It's already started and we're rocking and rolling. So that is that is definitely the biggest part I'm excited for. And <clears throat> the biggest thing I've manifested... It could also just be like a recent manifestation that was really cool that you want to share if you can't pick one. Oh, okay. Um, well, I feel like there's like many things a day that have me where I'm like, damn, I totally created that. But something that really lit me up was I reached out to this company like probably a year ago and they're an amazing retreat company and they do like plant medicine ceremonies at all the retreats and just do, it's like, it's an amazing company. And I reached out to them like a year ago randomly. And to be honest, I don't remember doing it, but apparently I did. And I just emailed them. I was like, Hey, I, I, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'd love to partner and connect in some way. Like, and I just left it at that. Mm-hmm. And I never heard back from them. And again, I totally forgot about it. Like, of course, all manifestations. And, yeah. and then, uh, recently, literally a year later, the, e- the email was dated a year later, last week, they reached back out to me randomly and said, hey, Sky, we held on to your email because we were waiting for a time that was best to reach out to you. And we'd like to like offer you this um, partnership. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And it was actually at a perfect time because I have the new year and mm-hmm. just life shifts and all that. I'm in such a cool position right now where I can take on a lot of really great opportunities because I have the, I have the opportunity to do that. So it was 
very exciting. And I was just in a place where it was exactly what I needed, but because I didn't want it and I wasn't sitting there being like, Oh, I want to, I want to be a part of this and I want to do this. It just came in so beautifully. And I was so grateful. I just remember reading that being like, yeah, this is me. Like, this is what I'm worthy of. This is exactly what I deserve. So I was super excited. I was so ecstatic because there's been an underlying feeling and desire over the past year of wanting to partner with more uh, companies that are doing, doing big things like all over the world and changing people's lives in person. Like, I really like that aspect of it all. So yeah, hearing back from them like a year later after just barely even remembering that I reached out and hearing that they were just so open and interested in who I was and what I had to offer them was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah so- like last week so that was exciting and we'll explore it and again I, I have no attachments but it was, it was a definitely a manifestation so cool and it's so aligned with what you were just describing about the future like doing these in-person events and gathering together and which is amazing and I think that manifestation story so closely represents so much of what I have learned and moved through around manifestation this year because I used to be so attached to the timing of things and think that I could manifest the timing. And I have just learned how I cannot do that. And it's a good thing that I can't do that because I could never foresee the best truly divine timing of things. It's like, maybe the market's going to be in a better position for me in five months. And I would never know that, but I'm so attached to it happening this week, or maybe people don't get it yet, but they will in a year. And that's exactly when it's meant to happen. But I'm so freaking attached to it happening this month that I miss it or that I just my emotion or my energy is so hyper attached and even desperate or clingy that it's like, I just kill the manifestation. So it's like, if you can just be so open to timing and trust that divine timing will always, always, always happen as long, as long as you allow it, things will manifest so much more easily and smoothly. And that's really what I have seen over the last year and especially the last six months. And it's so cool to be like, okay, I don't know what the best thing is, but I know that that's what I'm going to get. So I'm not going to pretend that I know what it is or pretend that I have the power to do it. I'm just like, this is what I want. And I I know it's going to come in exactly when it's meant to. Absolutely. And on top of that, how you were just saying, like, you, we get into that, like, clingy or like feeling like it needs to happen in a certain timing, whether it's this week or next year, whenever. Of course, that you're completely right, I, I feel, too, is um, you, you cut that off. But also, when let's say you're focused on something within your love life. You're like, I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend right now. Cause I'm lonely. Of course that involves like this, this need, this, like this clingy, like I'm not enoughness within it. And if you're so attached to that, I believe that you're not only cutting off that from actually manifesting in its purest form, but you're, you're not focusing because you're looking so much in one direction. You're not actually focusing on the opportunities in other directions. So yeah, you might be obsessed with this idea that you need to have this, this love or this relationship right now, but because you're so fixated on looking in that direction, you're missing out on maybe this amazing opportunity that's trying to knock on your door within your career that could have actually fulfilled the same emotion you're going for, or this amazing opportunity that could like level up your health or maybe this friendship. It's whatever feeling you're chasing. It could come in different places fixated and being like, it has to be this thing. I'm chasing this fulfillment, satisfaction, self-love and whatever within love or career or health, whatever it is, 
But if we're so obviously narrow-minded in that direction, we can't even let that feeling manifest in another area of our life. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes, it definitely becomes a toxic cycle that we get stuck into. Yeah, it's so true. What, what we're really after is the feeling and that can come in so many different ways. So exactly, like it's just about being resonant and aligned with the feeling and allowing that to show up in any possible way and knowing that you're going to be just as satisfied, probably more satisfied if it just comes in its best alignment than if it comes in the way that you predetermined in your mind. Because there's so much you can't even see or, or foresee that it's like when you can just kind of drop the, the, how, the how and just be so aligned with the feeling and the frequency. Mm-hmm. that's when the magic happens. Yes. The why. That's a big one for me. And I think there's a big, there's a big conversation around the word why. I hear some coaches talk about how it can be, it can be not good to focus on why. And then I hear other coaches saying like, oh, focusing on your why is so good. And I am on the good. I'm, I think it's a really powerful question. I'm asking why about almost everything I do all the time. Even if I'm really satisfied, I'm like, why am I satisfied? Why does it feel good? Why do I like this? Why am I here? Why? I think why is like such a powerful question. So why do I want to manifest that? Oh, because I'm looking for blank and looking for more self-acceptance and looking for this. Oh, why am I looking for more self-acceptance? Oh, because I'm feeling insecure oh why am I feeling insecure because I feel alone oh why do you feel alone because I've never been able to be authentic because I'm scared to show my emotion you know the the layers go so deep and to me that's where my passion for like the shadow work or the wound work world comes in because I just feel like the positive focus this new age of mentality of like positive focus manifestation just focusing on the good of course it's incredibly powerful and feels really good but sometimes I and I made a video about this. It's called toxic positivity. Sometimes I think it can flip on us because I think that if you're focused and fixated on moving so much towards something, to me, in, in the balance of life, it means you're running away from something. Mm-hmm. If you're running so towards this happiness, it's also running away from something else. So it's not to dive into what you're running away from, but it's to acknowledge that it's there and don't shame that part of yourself. And I think that goes in a lot of the manifestations because we can say a trillion, billion, gazillion mantras a day about how I am abundant. I am abundant. I am, I am confident and beautiful. And, and yeah, that does have a lot of power within it because of how powerful our words are. But if you don't truly believe that in your unconscious and your subconscious, you're unconsciously gonna block that off from manifesting anyway because we're not dealing with the root of what's actually holding us back in life and sometimes dealing with the root it doesn't have to be this overwhelming huge like epiphany that your whole life will change when you figure out this like deep-rooted um blockage that's in the way of living in your bliss and living in your joy sometimes it can be just being aware of it just literally having the thought one time of whoa I'm moving towards this because I'm actually running away from this. Sometimes that awareness alone, just from asking yourself why you're doing the things you're doing, will set you free from your own limitations more than anything. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we get stuck up on feeling like we need to fix and overcome and solve. And yeah, this word fix, like fix ourselves. And to me, that's just 
that that's actually not a part of the equations at all. I think a lot of it has to do with just the meaning that we give to things. Yeah. 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 It's like more about just meeting all parts of yourself than it is about getting rid of this and adding in this and moving towards this and away from this. It's like, no, what if I could just be intimate with all parts of myself? What if I could just acknowledge and accept all parts of myself and kind of be more of an open vessel than like, no, no, this stuff's bad and this stuff's good. And I only want to be around the the good stuff. I want to get rid of the bad stuff. Um, God, such a powerful lesson to learn. I was always like a runner. I would always just run away from everything and a stuffer, like just suppress, 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 like go for the good stuff. And I was so limited because you're right. What you're saying about um, like telling yourself that you feel confident or you feel abundant or you feel worthy, but but you really don't, like your core belief or your subconscious belief is not. It's almost like when you say that you are, you actually block it more because then there's this conflict that develops within you where it's like, I don't believe what I'm telling myself and I'm going to continue to block that more. To Your subconscious almost strengthens when you tell yourself something it doesn't believe and then you block yourself even more. So I just love what you're saying so much. And I actually think this is like, a this will perfectly set up uh, a way for you to kind of introduce like some of your story and some of what it is that you do. I know that a lot of what you do is about bridging conscious and subconscious and shadow work. And so I'd love to just kind of hear a little about your story, who you are, what you're into, what you do, all the good things so we can dive deeper into you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I was born in a small town. I'm from Michigan, like you. And that involved more of like a very old-fashioned mentality around me growing up which is amazing and I'm incredibly grateful because I feel like a very I feel overall like I'm pretty humble when I go about things and I feel like I'm a good person and I really care about some of the basic things in life like saying how to people on the sidewalk just smiling at someone like not being a crab all the time and showing up for people and those are some of the things I'm really grateful for and on the flip side of that, uh, I grew up in a household that was on paper pretty, pretty, pretty classic. Like it was just mom, dad, I have a couple sisters and a brother and they're much older than I was. And on paper, again, it just, it looks like a normal family household. My parents are still married. They're completely in love and I'm so grateful for my parents, they are incredible human beings. But on the flip side, my household either developed or already had this very, um, I, I would say, aggressive or masculine way of going about life. And that meant my mom has owned a business since I was born. My dad has owned his business since I was born. So my parents are entrepreneurs themselves and they worked full time since I was a baby. I mean, like eight weeks after I was born, I was in a full, I was in a daycare full time. So all I really knew was how to be self-sufficient, how to take care of myself, how to self-soothe. And throughout my journey, that was a toxic cycle for a while because I then thought I couldn't trust a lot of people. This was very unconscious too. Um, I couldn't trust a lot of people deeply because at the end of the day, I'd just be alone. 
And so for me to actually communicate my needs and for me to actually navigate my life in a feeling of safety was the biggest thing that I've had to overcome in my, in my journey thus far because of this, yeah, this feeling of being alone. And now I feel more connected than ever to, to who I am, to my life, to my community, to my world, to just my home, to the earth, just everything, because I've been able to definitely do the work and work through these patterns that I grew up in. And again, re-humble myself, be very vulnerable and find safety in what I once thought was unsafe. So my biggest passions are helping people feel comfortable in their authenticity, I say. And that means it doesn't have to be easy to communicate your truth because I know it can be very scary and intimidating. But my, my desire, my passion, and my gift is to ignite people to have the courage to do so, even though the resistance is there, even though they may have a, a pattern that they've been running of insecurity, even though blank, whatever's in the way. I am super passionate uh, just about living in your truth, even when it's the most uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I've learned the most from people. Growing up, I felt like I, it was my way or the highway because I thought, again, I'm alone. I just got me. You don't really have a place to say anything to me because I'm just going to be right at the end of the day because I just got me and you can't hurt me. Here's my wall. And I would throw up the wall and I did it as a huge protection mechanism. And then as I've grown up, as I've matured, I've realized that there's a level of, I've used anger and being aggressive to manipulate the people around me to then be scared to come close so that I couldn't get it hurt. Mm. So, and that's something that's very common in my family. We have this, this, uh, pretty strong shield. We have this armor. We're all like these knights that we feel like we're just fighting life. At it felt like for a long time. And now everything in my family has changed and everything within my life, life has changed because we've been able to put down, put down the armor just, you know, a few inches at a time, nothing too crazy and drastic, be vulnerable and be and find safety in the, in the, in what I once thought was not safe. So the biggest teachers for me in my life and my journey and everything start sh started to shift for me when I first moved to California, which is like three and a half years ago, was my communication with other people and realizing that I actually can't get where I want to get with how I'm being. So I had to reassess my life. And then I had to go through like a, I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis, but I definitely would have called it like some type of awakening <laughs> for like the last couple years of realizing like I actually have to shift if I want to get to where I'm going yeah. and realizing that, okay, so this mask doesn't work. Okay, let's try on this one, which felt uncomfortable and it felt unsafe, but instead I had the courage to do so. And now I've learned, whoa, there is actually a whole entire world of joy and bliss and happiness and productivity within my personal life, my career, my relationships that I had never knew existed. Being in that same pattern that I was in for so, so long and feeling like I needed to protect myself from blank 
whatever that was. And everyone has their own just list of patterns that they're always running until they're aware of them. So I think a big thing in my life and a big thing in my my purpose on this earth is to really liberate people from their suffering and how I've gone about doing that for myself is tons of reflection work, tons of asking myself why, tons of the shadow work and the side of myself that I had shamed and I had just felt guilty and I had judged for so long, but instead bringing that aspect of myself up with me and saying like, hey, we're partners in this life. I see you, I feel you, and I hear you, and you are safe here. And then all of a sudden, I've been able to integrate like my wholeness, my divine feminine, my power, and my divine masculine. Everything has been able to integrate much easier. And it's a daily practice. It is a daily practice. But one thing I will say with this work is of course, the work is never done, but I do think the beginning is the hardest part. Because I think people go through whether it's like, what I've heard mostly is you go through like a good year or two or up to like five of this deep turmoil. Once you awaken to your potential, like you awaken into your divine wisdom and you ignite your divine flame. And there's a process of shedding. There's a process of letting go. There's a process of feeling comfortable. There's a process of not knowing who you are and why you're on the planet. And on the flip side of that, there's an incredible amount of peace and joy and stability and confidence and inner strength that is completely unshakable. So something I always just let people know is how you're feeling is always valid, is always valid. And the most important and and thing you could do for yourself is give yourself a voice. Give all aspects of yourself a voice. If it's that little girl inside of you who's still kicking and screaming at your brother or sister or your mom or dad since you were like six and this little inner inner child is like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't trust you. This isn't fair. I'm going to my room and I'm going to run away from the world. If that's still a part of you, that is valid and that is okay. We don't need to tell that part of ourselves. You're not allowed to be like that. That's not enough because we're really only holding ourselves back and staying in the suffering. So with growing up and all these changes and shifts, the biggest thing that I have learned and taken into my life is really how to communicate in an effective way that I can live in bliss, that I can live in just peace. I don't need to live in some ecstatic peak state like a Tony Robbins event every day. That's not what I desire. I desire to have the, the ability to flow with whatever life has to offer me. And I call the hardships an offering from life. I say, thank you. I, there, there is no aspect, maybe there is unconsciously, but for now, there isn't many aspects of my shadow that I'm not willing to go into. I'm sure I have blind spots and those I can't wait to be aware of. Like I now have a desire to overcome myself forever. I don't ever see this flame dying out. Like it is the most liberating thing to be free from the constraints that we put on ourselves because I'm re-humbled every single time to know, wow, it's just me getting in my way. Wow. It's just me getting in my way. It's not, it's not my 
friend that's triggering me. It's not my parent. It's not my boyfriend or my girlfriend. It's not my job. It's not my work. It's not my environment. It's just me. Wow. So many things to, that I just connect with on such a deep level. Um, because there was a big part of me as well that was so limited for so long by how I was raised. And my tendency was like to blame things on how I was raised or what I didn't have or the lack that I felt and say like, oh, and, and really kind of experience like a victim mentality of like, well, it's, it's harder for me or I have, to, I have to try way harder than this person because this is my reality or this is how I was raised. And the most liberating thing you can do is to realize that that's not you. That's just how you were raised or how you were conditioned. And I know for a lot of the women that are in my community, they're looking to um, use their voice and start maybe a business or a blog or a podcast or even just an Instagram page where they want to share their wisdom and their inspiration. But like you're saying, they feel blocked. They feel afraid of their power. They feel afraid to use their voice. They feel afraid to speak their message because they've never done it before because they feel like they need external validation before they can start. They're worried about what people are going to say or think or how they're going to be perceived or judged. And so I guess I'm wondering how do, if, if women are listening that know they have like a message to share, they've been through a lot and they want to share their wisdom or they want to share their story, how can they, one, overcome their environment to know like, I don't need anything else to be able to do this. I'm whole and I'm enough to be able to do this work. And I'm not defined by how I was raised or my past or what I've been through. I have unlimited potential and power within myself. And then also find the courage to do it and to trust that they're meant to speak their message and speak their truth, even when it seems uncomfortable or scary. And even when they feel like they have no way of knowing how it's going to work out. How do they trust that and overcome everything they've been through to be able to do it? Something I live by is a little saying, turn your pain into purpose, turn your pain into power, mm-hmm. something along those lines. So yeah. the way I've gone about doing that is bringing in a couple different aspects of my life. One, something you said was their environment And I want to tap on this just really quick. If you're feeling like you're ready to step into a new version of yourself or you're ready to launch a new business or you're ready to step into this relationship, you're ready to step into a new way of being, whatever it may be, and that requires more of you. Something about your environment that I'm so passionate about is aesthetics and like feng shui of a place and where you spend your most time. So like in your bedroom, in your living room, in your office, wherever it may be. So one, if you're feeling like a little stuck or insecure, or you're feeling a little in your head a little bit, shake up the environment, shake it up. Just know that it's not permanent. I have a lot of, when I work with people, I do assess like what, what their actual environment is. And so if they haven't changed their room around in like four years, I'm like, girl, like even if you do it for a month, like get on it, just switch it up. You need to wake up in a new, you have to do something different to get something different. So shake up your environment, switch up your room, add more plants, paint the wall, put up a new poster, whatever it is, change something up. Make sure you have like an altar space, someplace that you can have an honoring and intimacy with yourself and just being in, being a part of a little energy bubble that's something bigger than yourself. And same with your living room. Just if that's a possibility for you, switch up your environment in some way. Get rid of stuff. I love purging. I'm obsessed with getting rid of stuff. I love like the minimum 
lifestyle. (laughs) So freeing. So good. Even though it's like scary and you're like, oh my God, they're paying like thousands of dollars. It's my blanket that I've had for 15 years. I can't get rid of it. No, but it feels so good. Attachment is huge. Like that stuff is actually carrying energy in your Mm -hmm. life. And if you feel bogged down and you don't have a lot of clarity, it's because you got a lot of attachments. You got a little, you got to let some stuff go. So let's start Mm -hmm. in the physical, get rid of some stuff. Um, So that, and I think overall, to anyone who's listening, we have experienced hardships. We've experienced times of being stuck and um, feeling heavy and dense within our lives or not knowing how to take the next step or feeling scared. When it comes down to it, my belief is that it is due to a lack of clarity. Because if you were so clear, so clear that that is exactly what you were supposed to do, that is exactly who you know that you're meant to be, then there would actually be no resistance or nothing in the way. So for me, clarity work is like the jam. So clarity work involves getting rid of some stuff in your environment. And then also asking yourself, let's say that you have fear to launch a new business because you're scared it's going to fail or you're going to waste your time or something. Asking yourself the same questions as I talked about earlier was, is what does that failure mean to you? What does that mean? Failure means blank. Maybe failure means I'm not lovable. Failure means I'm not valuable enough to have something to offer the world. Failure means, yeah, I'm not worthy enough. Failure means I'm not deserving enough of my own damn success. What does that mean to you? Whatever you're feeling or getting in the way of, or, oh, I have this like speaking event and I'm really nervous that I won't say the right thing. Well, why are you nervous? You won't say the right thing. What, what does that mean if you don't say the right thing? And having that awareness of what you're actually developing this story about diffuses so much of it because then at that moment, you're looking your fear right in the eye. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are scared to look their fear in the eye because again, they think it has to be this like, absurdly scary thing where they're going to go into it and they're going to cry and they're going to have to like be held and it's so scary to overcome your fears. They're going to have to like jump out of a plane to do it. It's like, has to be this big thing, but actually it can be very beautiful and soft and feminine to look at your fear in the face and say, I love you. You're a part of me. I accept you, but not, not, but we're going to go with and I accept you and you're not, you can't go where I'm going. But all that fear is, is like the ego. It comes from the ego and all the ego wants is the attention. All the ego wants is the validation. So why don't we just play the game and give it the attention and validation that it needs. And then also be that mature, loving, authentic, powerful, vulnerable person that we want to be. And then make the bigger decision that, hey, aspect of myself or hey, ego, I see and feel and hear that you're really freaking out right now to make the next steps in your life. But just know that I got you. It's actually safe to be here. And then it diffuses so much of it. And then you can partner with your ego. Your ego is actually badass and filled with tons of resourcefulness. Can be, can be narrow-minded, but can be very resourceful. It can be an amazing tool to partner with, but we shame it. We decide that it's like evil. We decide that it's that I want to be a part of. So again, then we get stuck in the toxic cycle again of just allowing your ego to lead the way and not our heart, not our soul. So 
I would say definitely environment and then just reassessing why you're actually intimidated, why you're actually nervous to step up and then going from there. What do you need to do about that? How can you fix that? And then I think the last thing that I always add after that awareness comes is how can I actually get the support to take the next step? Okay, so I've done the work. I found out that I have this feeling of unworthiness. Okay, so how can I actually outsource support to overcome this, to move forward? Does that mean being vulnerable with a friend and telling them how you're feeling and asking them to be accountable for you? Or does that mean that you need to have like more self-soothe time and self-care time, whatever, whatever it is that you need to outsource support to overcome this feeling of unworthiness, that would be like the last step that I usually go through. Beautiful. I love that you, the way that you're reframing ego, because I think especially in a lot of the, even in like spiritual communities, personal development communities, ego gets a lot of shit. And I think people are even teaching us to be afraid of our ego or to hate our ego or to avoid our ego at all costs. But it's so important to recognize that the ego always has your best intention in mind. It's always just trying to keep you safe and protected because it's a part of you. It loves you. It wants you to be safe. And using everything it knows, it's it's doing everything it can to give you the best outcomes. So it's like, let's acknowledge it and be like, thank you for this. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for always having my back and being there and being so present in every moment of my life. I appreciate you. I see you. I hear you. But also like you're saying, you can't see my full potential. You can't see where I'm headed. And I know because of my divine wisdom of my internal guidance I know because of my soul that this is where I'm meant to go and I want you to trust me now that this is where we're meant to go so it's like really coming into partnership with your ego and letting it grow with you rather than being like no screw you you've held me back my whole life why are you even here I don't like you I'm just gonna like listen to this other thing right I love that you brought that perspective in because it's not the enemy um as long as you're willing to work with it and allow it to grow with you rather than to hold you back or keep you keep you in the realm of what you've always known or what you've always done mm-hmm. yeah. yeah very powerful shift okay so um kind of in a similar vein i want to talk more about shadow work because i know that's your jam and it's kind of kind of definitely involves ego and clearing out old stories clearing out um past experiences, the way we were raised, et cetera. So I think maybe for people that are listening that might feel like they're in kind of a low place or they're in some period of pain or darkness or frustration, it might feel kind of backwards that they have to actually sit with that or recognize that before they can liberate themselves or get to the light or get to their joy or their pleasure or their purpose. So can you kind of just explain from your experience and within your wisdom how, why we have to go through kind of the dark to get to the light or why we have to go through our pain or our suffering to be liberated and to experience pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. This is a good time to talk about energetic anatomy. Yeah. I believe that we store a lot of trauma or emotions deep in our body and To go about working through dense emotions in a physical way is different than working through dense emotions in like a mental or spiritual or energetic way. 
So if we first tap into one, really simple is like, where are we holding pain in our body? Where are we uncomfortable? How is our structure? Are we having terrible posture? What does that mean? And you can, you can analyze all of that, but it's really in it, in an underlying way. How do you wake up feeling every day? If there's like a dense feeling over you and then mentally, if you're waking up feeling depressed or if you're waking up feeling anxious, that is that we are made up of energy and that is energy that is moving through you. Something that and I'll share a story so this makes more sense. This year, 2019, was actually, last year, 2019, was actually the first year that I had really experienced depression. And I've experienced the the feeling of depression for maybe like a day or two or a week throughout like high school if I was like feeling stressed or down about something, but nothing too intense. Now, 2019 was the most liberating slash suffering year I had ever had because I was so willing to go to any part of myself. So one, it felt heavy, but two, on on the opposite side, I was completely free. So the reason I came to this feeling of feeling depressed and shut down and almost just stuck and numb in a way was because when we overload ourselves with emotions, good or bad, or we are in a place in life where we're not really clear on our purpose, our energetic anatomy is affected. So it can affect your mood, it can affect your physical health. And for me, what had happened was since I stepped into my power one like just I embraced it I was like hey real sky you're here like you are here all aspects of yourself parts that you shame the parts that you love I was letting her come out in the most natural form and it started to overwhelm my nervous system as my nervous system was expanding to hold this capacity so depression in its own frequency can end up putting you into a state of freeze So that means you pretty much can't feel anything else or you have a really difficult time moving through anything or feeling desire for anything or feeling sad about anything either. Um, And the moment that I actually accepted where I was instead of fighting it or trying to change it, it actually was able to do its process and move along. And literally, I remember the day this happened, the day I came to this awareness, from that day forward, I had never felt that same feeling of depression ever again in my life because I actually accepted where I was in my process so this could move through me. And I asked what it was trying to teach me. So if you are sitting there and you're feeling insecure or you're feeling like you're not doing enough or you're feeling like, why well, I am doing this, but I should be doing this, or you're feeling stuck in life in any way, just know that life is definitely happening for you, not to you, and it is trying to teach you a lesson. And the energy behind it is also dying to be moved through you because if it's not, it's stuck. It's really stuck in you. So don't fight it. If you're not feeling good, don't fight it and shame yourself for feeling bad. Like you should be feeling blissed out every day. I don't believe in that. That's not, I don't think that everyone should be at this peak state every day. That doesn't, that doesn't even sound like a life that I want to be a part of. I love riding the wave of life and I love loving it. That's the thing. I, I, I love that there's 
not a lot of things in life that I'm now scared to feel because I have fully embraced everything that I have felt thus far. I'm sure there's no emotions that I haven't felt, but on top of it all is letting it move through you. And ways that I would do that is just more clarity work. So if you have to wake up and get out of your comfort zone, maybe just go for a walk that can move energy. Or maybe you want to go jump in an ocean if it's near you. Or maybe if you're in Michigan, you want to get out and take a cold walk, or maybe that you want to dance and sing, whatever it is, you have to try to move that energy and keep in mind that it is trying to serve you. It is trying to show you something to move through you because once you rise above it, you have awareness of it and it no longer is in the driver's seat. Yeah. It no longer has to drive your life and you can move through it. Yeah. I saw something on somewhere. I think it was on Instagram that said 2019 was somehow the best and worst year of my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel that. And I, I think a lot of people around me felt that too. Like it was this, like you're, like you described, it was kind of a lot of really exciting times, but then really low points of like, whoa, this is a depression that I'm sitting with or moving through. And this is really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me as well of our conversation about manifestation and timing and releasing some of the how, and just kind of being connected to the why, because like you're saying, the the darkness is a teacher and sometimes it's essential to our growth for us to go through that because maybe we, we, we aren't prepared in our current state to, to have, to be able to hold as much uh, pleasure as we want. So we have to actually sit with that and grow. So we're able to experience a new level of pleasure or joy or freedom or liberation. So it, it just, for anyone that's listening, that feels like they're in a really stuck or dense or dark place, just know, just like Sky's saying that it's going to, it is the biggest teacher you have in your life. And when you can look at it that way, there's a purpose to it and you, and you understand why it's happening and you're no longer just waiting to get out of it. You, you can really come into an acceptance with it. of like, okay, I understand this. I see even if I can't see exactly what it's trying to teach me, I know that there's something, I know there's a lesson to be learned here or an opportunity to grow or expand through this. And so I just embrace it and I allow it and I allow it to be here for as long as it needs to, for me to be able to receive this teaching or this wisdom or this experience. Mm-hmm. And it's so liberating when you can do that because you're no longer fighting yourself in your experience. You're just allowing it all. And you're no longer so attached to the good too. You're just like, okay, every, come at me, everything. I'm open to it all. And like you said, I love it all. Like imagine, imagine being in love with even the darkest parts of yourself. How good would that feel? And how good does it feel? Yeah. 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 I always like to remind people too. And I heard this from a friend who told me when I was in a really dark space where I was like, Oh my God, I've been through this. This has been six months of feeling this way. When is it going to be over? Yeah. She told me this and my, and my mindset changed. She said, well, the, the overlying feeling was there, there's a balance to everything. So if you feel like you're at this huge peak in life and you're on a high, there is a low at some point, but if you feel like you're at the lowest low, it's nothing but there's nothing but up and you will have the light and everything is so temporary. Don't get down on yourself. Life is made to be playful. And for me, life is made to be deep. So I asked for this, like I am, I asked for this life and I create this life and I'm okay with all of it because I've then accepted like 
my deep why, my deep purpose. And so feeling like, wow, I'm in a really dark space in life. Just know, just know it is only temporary. And there is absolutely light at the end of the tunnel every single time. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But what we were saying earlier is don't try to control the timing. If you're in a dark place, don't feel like you need to find the light tomorrow. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It could be right in this moment. That's awesome. But it could also be in a week. It could also be in two weeks. Don't try to control the timing. Just focus on each moment. Okay, here I am. This is what I'm feeling. How can I self-soothe right now? How can I not run away from myself? How can I, what do I need to outsource? Is it support? Do I need to be with myself? Do I need to hold myself? Do I need to go on a walk? Do I need to, do I need to sing a dance? Do I need to be with a friend right now? Do I need to call my mom and dad? Do I need to rely on someone right now? Or do I just need to be alone? Like learning how to take care of yourself in a, in a nurturing way versus a, I'm sad. I'm going to push everyone away. I'm going to put up the walls because life isn't fair right now and blah, 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 blah. Like those kind of patterns aren't going to give you the satisfaction and the, and the, um, fulfillment that you're actually looking for so how can you be vulnerable in the times if you're feeling right now a sense of anxiety or depression or sadness or guilt about something like how can you authentically move through that ask yourself what you actually need right now and self-soothe that way so it's really being brave and being authentic with how you're feeling and it's always such a empowering opportunity to meet yourself more deeply and meet those around you more deeply. Like you're saying, like, wait, how, how is this an opportunity for me to actually connect more deeply with my partner by bringing this up or connect more deeply with myself by just exploring what it is that I feel or talking to my family about this, this thing that's coming up that feels really dark. How can I meet all these people, including myself in a deeper way? But it's almost like you can, you can actually find lightness in the dark when you're willing to use it as an opportunity to heal and expand is really cool and really powerful and and again gives your pain or your darkness or your frustration a sense of why and purpose and understanding for you so you're not just feeling like like it's life is happening to you and against you exactly yeah and totally to build on that I have this theory that and it's more of just the thing that I like to think about I have this theory that our, our soul is this ball of light that we kind of carry deep in our body, wherever, like deep in our heart or deep in our stomach, deep in wherever. And it's just this amazing ball of light. And it's like the size of my fist. And I hold it close to my heart. And I think everything on top of that is just a layer. And it's either a layer of my past. It's a layer of something I still hold on to. It's a layer of a feeling and emotion I haven't gotten over. It's a layer of something that I am still holding on to. So once you step in your power, once you step into a new way of being, once you step into something that is more empowering and can be a little intimidating, as that is filled with alignment and light, the light comes flooding in. And once the light is shed on you and you are standing standing oh so vulnerably under the sun as it's just beaming down on you, you start to melt. And what starts to melt and come off is the masks and the fears and the protection mechanisms and that stuff is the uncomfortable part. But just know, whoa, I overcame a little fear today or whoa, I did something outside of my comfort zone today. Good for you. You get to pull off that layer and you shine even brighter now. So as the light, as you're walking into your divine purpose, if you are feeling this sense of like, whoa, I am shedding a lot of layers and this darkness is really heavy. Honestly, girlfriend, you might be on the right path. You know, like you might be actually doing exactly what you're supposed to be. So if, again, that those feelings come up, like be proud of yourself. Yeah, celebrate that shit. 
celebrate it. Oh my gosh. You yeah. got through it. And there is all, there's just more light underneath. There's just more yeah. light. You're going to get brighter. Life's going to get easier. Life just gets lighter, like physically, mentally, emotionally, every single day that you choose you. You just have to choose you every single time. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to talk about one really fun thing before we close. I think it's fun. I've been excited to talk to you about this the whole interview. So I've been seeing you post a lot about sexuality and divine feminine and bringing divine feminine into our sexuality. And I'm really intrigued by this because I feel like a lot of for a lot of us, our, our sexual dynamics tend to be very masculine, just, just, just by the way we've either been conditioned or just by, um, by how things have evolved. Things tend to be very masculine and particularly in our sexuality. And so I want I wanted to know what it really means to step into our femininity in our sexuality and be so deeply and intimately connected with ourselves and and our sexuality. So I would love to just give you the floor to talk about this and talk about your journey with this, how you have been interested in this and what you're, what you're sharing with women around sexuality. Yeah. Thank you. I love this topic and I think it's incredibly powerful. And I love this topic with women just as much as I love it with men, because it is again, just really powerful. I work a lot with the chakra system and I kind of use it as a guide in my life. It's, it's, it just really helps me navigate through things. So the sexuality being in our second chakra, it's orange, it's our creativity, it's our life force. It is literally connected to our like most intimate and powerful organs and like just powerhouse spots within our physical anatomy and also our energetic anatomy. And the cool thing about the sh- uh, sacral chakra, that, that, that powerhouse of like sexuality, creativity, is it is because it is the life force, if that is not activated and nurtured and balanced and open, it pulls from all the rest. And it's directly connected to the throat chakra, which is self-expression, communication. Yeah, those two are, yeah, they're exactly, they're like tied into one. So if you aren't feeling uh, sexually expressed or at least intimate with yourself or embodying your feminine, then you can't speak your truth in the same way, or you can't speak your truth in the same embracing embodiment as you could if that was more of an activated, open, accepted part of yourself. And same if it's flipped. If you're not speaking your truth, then that that feeling of being embodied within your own femininity will be dimmed and it'll be shamed a little bit more. And so the thing about the lower chakra centers, the root and the sacral and the solar plexus, the first three at the bottom, they are uh, denser. And so they carry more of a lower vibration and which would be feelings and characteristics along the lines of fear, shame, hurt, guilt, things like that. The root chakra is very instinctual. So it's kind of like that fight or flight. So to be liberated from those things, that's when I also always add in the shadow work aspect of you have to, you have to accept it all. You have to move through it all and not just, you know, desire to just, I'm just going to leave from my heart. That's it. That's not the case. That's not actually just balanced. So the thing with 
sexuality, just embodiment practices is they are where I feel the most activated and the most in flow. Whether that means I'm doing erotic dance or I'm just being really intimate with myself. I may be looking in the mirror and just telling myself that I'm beautiful or playing with my hair or just being, being beautiful. What I think means being an aspect of being beautiful. And that's a woman's version of it. And a man's is different practices. But one, I always like to start with the basics, like I just said, is connecting the sacral with the throat. So if you're feeling like you can't express your truth as easily, that may be a good time to reflect on how much are you activating your magnetism? How much are you allowing yourself to be a powerful, sexual, sensual, intimate, vulnerable, embraced woman? How much are you being a woman in your life? And being a woman doesn't mean being sexy. It is totally an aspect of that. Women are sexy, men are sexy. But how much are you being fully embodied with this aspect of yourself that some of us shame? It's this the slut aspect of ourself. Or maybe it's the queen that we actually don't embrace. Whatever aspect of being a woman that we shame is the part that's usually stuck all up in that second chakra. It's like, it wants to be released. And so for me, I just do different practices. Like I was saying before, like erotic dance is the bomb. And also even things like um, moving that area of your body, like moving your hips around, hula hooping, stuff like that really activates the hips. Because as a woman, we literally birth life out of our hips, out of our uterus, out of the deep organs. Our, our yoni is like a portal of in its own, and we ignite our magnetism like, like a flip of a switch that way. So sometimes I'll be out in just public, maybe at the grocery store or something. And I find myself kind of in my head and I'm like, oh, not really being present with actually what I'm doing. I'm just kind of running on autopilot, which happens a lot. And then I am able to catch myself and go, whoa, what would happen if I just turned on my divine feminine? Like, what if I just turned it on right now? Which means, what if I just turned myself on? Like, what if I actually was like, you know what? This feels so good to be here. I feel so grateful to be in this space. Everything is so beautiful. I feel so good in my body. I look so good right now, no matter what you're wearing. Girl, like try this in the grocery store when you're wearing like sweatpants and a sweatshirt and be like, and, and you, sometimes you got to play the game. Just start with the small steps. Talk to yourself sweetly. Damn, I look really beautiful right now. And you'll find that your magnetism gets switched. So when I switch it on, I find that I attract stuff like five times the speed, like mm -hmm. at least. So like I'll either attract like a new girlfriend, which I'm like, if I know you live in Michigan, but like, and I, I, I so, so, so hope we get to meet someday. But whenever mm -hmm. I'm out, meeting new girlfriends is my jam. I'm like talking to every chick I see. I'm like, girl, you're so cute. Where'd you get that? You want to hang out? What do you like to do? I love girlfriends and I'm like woman power all the way. And when I'm in the grocery store or something or just walking down the sidewalk and I turn on that magnetism and like turn myself on and notice the beauty and tap into my body and just be mindful with like how much power I'm actually holding on inside of me, 
I'll attract this like new person or I'll be, I'll get more looks from these cute guys or I'll, you know what? I have the confidence to go up and talk to them and be like, Ooh, you know what? Because I am this, I am powerful. I am confident right now. I am turned on. I am sensual. And, um, or I'll just Again, at the grocery store example, I'll just choose food that actually is in alignment with what I need and not just random crap that I buy on autopilot. Um, or I'll manifest something like a random free or yeah, like a random, I live in LA. So parking is always like this manifestation game that everyone plays, but I'll manifest like this really great free parking spot right outside. Yeah. And it's really just a mindset shift, but there is deeper work under it. And so how comfortable do you feel being sexy? And how comfortable do you feel being this playful, divine, but also very powerful, who knows her masculine edge, embodied goddess? And how can you play with that? How can you move through that? What practices are you, how are you self-pleasuring? What does that mean to you? How are you finding pleasure in your day-to-day -day life? If um, I've held ceremonies where I just make them all about pleasure. And something that we do is I have a bowl of oranges, a bowl of strawberries, a bowl of chocolates, oh and I guide these women. I know it's so <laughs> great. I want to do this every day. <laughs> um, I guide these women into taking like this little piece of orange and like putting it on their lips. Like, how does it feel on your lips? Okay. And then bite it. Oh, and how does the juice feel in your mouth? What does the flavor feel like? And how much can you resist biting it? It's almost like teasing yourself. Like how much can you almost burn yourself onto this feeling of like, Ooh, I feel playful. I feel warm. I feel romantic. I just feel soft. I feel feminine. I feel in flow. And then the chocolate. Oh, how sweet does it taste? Is it kind of bitter? How does it feel in your mouth? Like just food is so fun to play with if you're like super present and playful. And this reflects into all areas of your life. It reflects into your intimacy and your relationships. Like how are you showing up in the bedroom? Are you holding up walls? How are you expressing yourself in that way? Are you able to be vulnerable? Are you able to express what your needs are? Can you request that of your person? Can you speak up for that and not feel like you're gonna be shamed or this needy person like, well, I need this. Are you gonna feel needy? Or are you just requesting what you are worthy of? It's, it's all at the end of the day just it's inner work. It's, it's shadow work. It's a mindset shift. But when it comes to sexuality, for me, the practices to get there are so damn fun. They are so damn fun. If, if my practice to ignite myself more every day was like erratic dance girl, sign me up. Mm -hmm. so sexuality can be a huge topic that I could talk about forever. And there are so many layers to go into it, but because it is so huge you have to just start with doing baby steps. And if it feels scary and it feels kind of hard to be with and you're not even sure how to do any of it, start by yourself in your bedroom. Just start by putting on some of your, putting on some clothes that you feel the most embodied in, even if it's yoga pants and like a tank top, whatever. If it's a thong, if it's a piece of lingerie, if it's these like sexy thigh high socks and just be with yourself. Yeah. Like, do you feel, do you feel insecure? Do you feel like you look, slutty do you feel like people would judge you if they saw you wearing this are you feeling a little shameful like how are you feeling even wearing something because wearing clothes is such an expression of ourselves 
And then deeper than that, if you put on clothes and you're like, girl, I'm feeling myself, you put on your high heels and you're just like dancing around the house. Awesome. Now take awareness. Now you're feeling in that state, put on whatever clothes you like, and then go into the world. That's the hard stuff. Go into the world and feel that way. Go out in the world and try to feel embodied. And no, I want to make this clear. No, that doesn't mean going out in the world and being like a flirtatious, like overly sexual all over the place, like very like flaunting, like everything you got everywhere. That is in no way what embodying your sexuality means at all. A lot of times I actually feel the most embodied when I am on the outside actually more reserved in a way because I can feel like I'm super safe because I am, and I guess I want to reframe the word reserved. I feel really easy to be my most like embodied self if I'm feeling comfortable, which for me means like I love wearing like comfortable sweaters and like yoga pants and stuff like that. So I don't have to go out looking really sexy to feel sexy. Yeah. It's it's the feeling that you bring with it and is activating yeah that magnetism. But it's a very fun walk. It's a very fun thing to play with and it's incredibly powerful considering it is literally our life force and is our magnetism. And it is our birthright as women. We can turn that on and it feels like exactly what we're supposed to be doing because of that is like our divine feminine that we're able to turn on. Yeah. I'm so happy that we're having this conversation right now because I think so many women, like even just hearing the word sexuality, so many women that maybe aren't in a relationship or something will just like automatically turn themselves off to that. Like, oh, I I can't do that because I need another person to explore that with. But I love that almost everything you said was just about you and yourself. Like, how can I just turn this on just being in my own body? And a lot of it too isn't necessarily what we would traditionally think how we would traditionally think about sex. Like it could just be how we're eating our food, how we're slowing down in the day and turning on our pleasure, whether it's through food or how we're self-expressing ourselves, through what we're wearing or what we're just choosing to do in the day. It could have nothing to do with what we traditionally think about. Oh, this is what sex is in this little box here. Um, So I just love that. It, It can be as simple as just starting to embrace pleasure more throughout your day and embrace your expression and just connect with yourself more intimately. That is igniting your femininity and your sexuality. And that is so cool. It's so cool that you can just start there and start with yourself. And that can open you up to so many more experiences that might look more like sex in the future, but you can just start here. Um, And it actually, this is really reminding me of mirror work. Have you ever done mirror work? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be cool to kind of blend the two and like do some of this sexual embodiment work also in front of the mirror and just kind of like meeting your gaze and like you're saying telling yourself that you're pretty or telling yourself what you've been needing to hear or telling yourself things that make you feel really sexual or sexy or attractive or beautiful or whatever um and blending like self-care and self-intimacy with your sexuality and your femininity um and it is fun I'm I'm like I I just love this conversation and I I I'm so excited about continuing to awaken that part of myself too. And when you were talking about that event, I literally had chills. Are you are you doing one in anytime soon? Um, I mean, an event specifically around pleasure. I don't have one on the calendar, but okay. there's something I can do like every other week. I, it's just so easy to pull out. Okay. 
because I'm I'm gonna be coming to I think I'm gonna be coming to California even the either the first or the third week in February. So I'm like, if you're doing an event, I'm coming. Yes, yes, you are. Okay, then I'm gonna literally have an event just for you. So. Okay, okay, we'll just do one on one. Yeah, yeah, we can do one on one. I'm at, like a host an event and you can come, but I'm also down to do one on one, girl. That's another thing with sexuality. If you want to be really playful and overcome a lot do this with a girlfriend like it sounds really fun to be like dancing with your girl and it's also the next level of confrontation it's the next level of it like how can you be in how can you truly embody this version of yourself and it's kind of it's kind of cool to do it with a girlfriend at first if it kind of intimidates you to maybe do this with a partner Um, maybe it's less intimidating and you'd rather do it with a partner first, but doing it with a girlfriend is nice because you can be vulnerable with each other and something, let's say with erotic dance or just dance in general, I like to ask a girlfriend, if it's just us one-on-one to sit back and hold space for me. And I just move in front of her and I just dance in front of her and ask her to hold space and we switch. And what we do is we honor that. We are being witnessed in that feminine and accepted and not judged because usually we don't embody that part of ourselves because we think we're gonna be judged or we don't know how to do it or we're just- yeah. we're gonna look weird or something, yeah. So find someone that you love. Find someone that you fully trust. If, if that person is your best friend, great. If they're your partner, great. Have them just sit back and give you, give you the spotlight that you deserve and let that part of you be shown. Let that part of you be shown and witnessed and full on. Just go. Just go all into it. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. But everything to gain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you do have so much to gain. I think it's such a exploring this part of yourself is such a doorway. And just like you were saying, like you find that when you embody this, you're you magnetize like five to ten times as much as you would ordinarily. And I think that's so true. It just ignites this power and this magnetism and this um, just like goddess level energy that just can attract in so much and so quickly and so powerfully it's so cool yeah because the women are we're predominantly yin and the men are predominantly yang so yin is this darker slower receiving very like slow energy and so that's the same with sexuality and sensuality and being intimate and creative it's actually the the process of receiving women are meant to be like these generators who like move through emotions in such a beautiful way and receive and are able to create in such a deep and profound way. And so turning on our, just our, I I call it our birthright, like turning on our birthright of having like a yin dominant energy, we are literally meant to be creating. And ladies, if you are not tapping into your sexuality enough, you build up that energy, which results in, feeling antsy in life, feeling anxious in life, snapping at your partner more often, not showing up for work as much, being a little bit more of a crab, feeling lethargic and fatigue. If that energy isn't being released or recreated or moved through, it comes out in other ways that are nasty. It comes out in other toxic ways that you're like, whoa, that wasn't me. That felt like a freaking lion. It's like being hangry. It just comes out in such an aggressive way. You're like, damn, because women are meant to be the receiver and this create than this creator and so turning on that 
that um, sexuality and that creativity allows you to mag- magnetize and create really what's in alignment for you. Yeah. 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 So cool. I love the connection too of the sacral chakra to the throat and how those go hand in hand. I didn't know that. And um, it's interesting because we were, we were talking about how so many women so many people in general are just afraid of speaking their truth. They're afraid of being seen. They're afraid of sharing their message. And it's, I'm sure that those people are also have blockages in their sacral chakra and they're going hand in hand. So it's really cool that as you start to work on one, you can start to heal the other too. I love the idea of like, as you're, as you're starting to do something scary or like something where you're going to have to speak your truth or be seen or show up to just be working on, on embodying your sexuality as well. And like having fun with that as a way to heal both at the same time. So powerful. Yeah. So, so powerful. Okay. So I always end the show just asking, um, thinking about like some kind of transformation you've had in your life, whether it was just from when you were a kid to now or before you started the work that you do, coaching, hosting events, um, or just just thinking about some time in the past, I'm curious one thing you wish you had known or one piece of wisdom that would have been useful to you at that time that would have just made things easier or smoother or um, feel better for anyone that's listening that might be in a similar point A to where you were and is kind of looking to just have support or guidance as they move through that. Yeah, I I think to really just get this message across, I'd love to just vocally speak out what I would have liked to said to that past version of myself, like my letter to myself back in this time. So I think a really, really intimidating and overwhelming time for me was stepping into this world of coaching and I was doing business consulting for a while and I was actually doing it with a partner. And so that meant it wasn't just me and I was working on someone's business. So it was intimate for sure, but not as quite intimate as like going deep into someone's like belief system. So switching from business consulting to just really focusing in, in this part of my life of one-on-one life coaching and just coaching more in like a one-on-one personal basis was really really awakening for me and incredibly scary and vulnerable and took a lot out of me, but also gave me a lot. Mm -hmm. And what I would say, that was a huge transformation for me. I really became who I was supposed to become when I made that decision. So coming into that light involves so many layers being shed. And what I would say to that version of myself is sky, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You are doing enough. You are enough. You are on the right path. This is happening for you, not to you. You have so much courage to keep going. Feel free to be easy on yourself and take care of yourself. Take care of yourself physically. Take care of yourself emotionally and mentally. And don't forget to ask for help. And if you're feeling alone, just know that your support system is much bigger than you even think. Mm -hmm. And you are going to end up exactly where you're supposed to if you choose you every day. So good job. I'm, this is my future self currently speaking like good job from your future self 
Good job for making it through. You are a warrior. You are a princess and a queen. You are a sexual goddess and a humble, just human. You are just a human. And that is the greatest part of you because you are willing to go to the depths of your being and your humanness in this earth, in this world. So be easy on yourself. Find pleasure in your daily life. And it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be good. And don't forget to play. Don't forget to play. Yeah. And don't forget to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love the acknowledgement of just like, you are, you got this. You're making good choices. This is meant for you. You're good. You're good. I think we make, we make things so much harder and we we're so much harder on ourselves than we need to be. And we let so much hard work and effort and good intention go totally unnoticed. So thank you for sharing. I know this will land with so many people that are listening that are either just starting their business or they're starting something scary or they're starting a new project. You're good. You're just where you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I'm so happy I got to have you on the show. Tell us where we can find you online and in person, because I know you do in-person events as well. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at skymansel, S-K-Y-M-A-N-S-C-L. And my website is designandalign.com. And Ooh, it's design. I like Thank you. It's design and then the letter N and align. So for short, it's DNA. That's the name of my business. And yeah. And, um, in person, well, one, you can find me in Venice, California, and I host events at different locations and I post them on my Instagram, which is underscore the nest. And so it's the nest and nest has two T's. So any S T T and I just post different events and they're, they're somewhat around the Venice area, sometimes a little more towards Hermosa, sometimes a little up towards Santa Monica. And sometimes I have them at my house too, but I post everything there. Otherwise you can join my email list and I just have content there as well, but yeah, I'm around. You can find me walking the streets of Venice. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you again so much. Um, everybody go check out sky And yeah, such an honor to have you on the show and hopefully we'll meet in February. Yeah, now I'm planning on it. No, it's like in the calendar, girlfriend. You better get your calendar. Okay, it'll either be the first or the third week. I'm just figuring that out, but. Okay, Okay. you let me know. And thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor and such a pleasure. The work you're doing is so needed. So please never stop. Oh my gosh. Same, my love. Mm -hmm. Same all the way. Um, okay. Well, we will connect soon. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the goddess talk podcast. If you like these episodes, don't forget to give me a five-star rating and review on the app until next time you can connect with me at goddessbrandco.com or on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch sending you all so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.